And now, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're uh, wrapping up a bunch of holiday stuff today. Guess why? Because it's only a few days away. Uh, Wilson, is the tree is up, I assume. It is. And decorated. Both of them. And all the packages. <laughs> both of them? What do you mean, both of them? Well, I've got two trees, Tony. Only you would have two trees. Can you see them both from the there's, same room? Or? There's nothing wrapped underneath. <laughs> oh, they were side by side. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got two trees. I don't even want to hear the story about that. <laughs> uh, lots going on in today's show, folks. Uh, if you've been enjoying our France 101 series, and we hope you have, uh, we uh, turn our attention to champagne today, one of Casey's favorite wines, mine too. Um, I love champagne. Oh. And it's not cheap, but I'm okay with one glass. You know, it's, yes. it's so much fun. So we'll talk a bit about that, maybe how to preserve it, save it, serve it. Uh, a little bit about the history, just to uh, tweak you along, especially if you're going to go to the Vancouver National Wine Festival, where we'll be broadcasting live from uh, not very far from the champagne tables. Right. Maybe be, we'll, we'll have a glass uh, throughout the entire Guaranteed, works. Tony. Okay. I'll be in charge of that. We'll also catch up with Sarah Triggs. We want to hear about uh, lots of things. The Kalmanov family estate, of course, was bought by Artera Wines uh, earlier this year and has been sort of in the transition. And, of course, Don and Elaine have, have now retired. And Sarah is uh, on deck yes. at the winery. So there's lots going on there. New visiting hours. It's yep. going to open in February, so you can go up there on weekends. Yeah. So the cut back a bit, and then uh, I think around Easter time, then it's uh, full bore. So we're going to ask her, because uh, they have several different ways to visit the winery, which is interesting, and it would make a great gift, because you could probably buy it ahead of time Yes, for somebody who's going up there to visit them. So she'll let us know uh, some of those things. Now, we have a chef in the studio, Casey Brody Payne. Uh, he joins us from uh, the Western Bay Show. Yes, at H2. Yep. And uh, today's the last day for turkey takeout. Yeah. And so it's a deal there. Yeah. It's really a deal. We we were looking at it. it it's a, it, it's down to about 25 bucks a head or something yes. by the time you work it out. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, they've got two big brunches going on uh, Christmas Day and New Year's, which is a tradition in a lot of the big hotels and, and something, if you haven't experienced, uh, you might want to think about. It's great fun, and you it don't is. have to cook. And there's a sp uh, special area. They have a kids' buffet table. Yeah. It's everything they like. Uh, okay, and now coming up next, uh, we have the pre-Christmas rush at Save On Foods, and we'll be chatting with our good friend Steve Moriarty uh, about how they get through the wine crush, the food crush, and you know some of the hours that they're open. He's going to talk a bit about ice wine and uh, his favorite rosé, I guess, I assume. He loves rosé. Yes, and magnums. And magnums. All that and more, folks, coming up next in our uh, big pre-Christmas show here on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network.
Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small-art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clos Wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clodisolet.ca. It's Jesse here from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to join us this winter to experience the best that BC has to offer. Enjoy an educational seated wine flight and sample our flagship red wine, Nota Bene, while taking in the serene vineyard views. Or check out our online store for seasonal specials, new wine releases, and more. We're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit blackhillswinery.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, just a few days out from the big uh, holiday. Best of the holidays uh, to everybody in BC from us here at the... Uh, BC Food and Wine Radio show. Uh, joining us right off the bat, uh, maybe the busiest guy ever in December, Steve Moriarty, is the director of wines over at Save On Foods and many other things. Uh, is there? Is this? This has to be the busiest time of the year for you. Oh, hands down, this is this is the this is the final final push in the race. Uh, now it's it's the, yeah. it's the end of the year almost. Right? Do, like, do the shelves have to be full? Is that the is there some sort of thing? I don't want to see an empty shelf. Or absolutely, uh, this is a time of year when the consumer is pressed for time. They're pressed for a lot of uh, priorities in their life, and uh, having to wait or looking for something they can't find is not an option. Right? Yeah. So, so it's all hands on deck. Yeah, we, we strive to make sure that, that everything is there that they need yeah. when they need it. You're there from midnight till 6 a.m. restocking? S- sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> and people are stressed, right? They're racing around trying to get everything for dinner and for well, you know, entertaining every, and brunch. You know, Casey, every year it seems like people put more and more into their calendar and they put more on their plate and... Uh, it it doesn't seem to be getting any easier. Just no. just from a not not only from a retail perspective, but when I look at society in general, yeah, people are busy. Well, and I love it. Is the customer always right? Not always right, but they'll always be the customer, <laughs> and we'll always <laughs> go the extra mile for our customers. Yeah. Uh, well, I love that, and and uh, you know maybe things have changed because ten years ago I would have had to go into your store and fight for a parking spot and then go over to the liquor store and fight for a parking spot but now I can actually just buy my wine when I'm in uh, in the grocery store at Savon so I'm happy with that uh, how's it going it's been a good year for it's wine a, sales you know it's, we're still thrilled uh, to offer our, our customers the absolute what we think are the absolute best premium British Columbia VQA wines available in the province we think we've got the world's greatest selection of 
BC VQA wines. Yeah. And our consumers are, are responding to that, and we see more uptake, and we see more uh, activity around the fact that these are all local wines and pre- premium. premium, yeah. premium. I, I know we talked a bit about it at Thanksgiving, but what, what are people buying at, at Christmas time? Is it, the, is it a mix of everything, or, or is they going to buy every red wine in the store or every sparkling wine? Or Well, it's very interesting. You know, Much like what happened at, at Thanksgiving is that we see a return to traditional types of, uh, of meals. We mm-hmm. see what we call comfort meals. Yeah. So we see a lot more red wine sales at this time of year. But uh, bubbly is on a uh, sparkling is on a real tear right now. Yeah, and uh, we're having we're having a lot of fun with with all the sparkling wines we have. Well, one of the things, Casey, I don't know if you you obviously you remember ten twenty years ago we would select wines for dinner. Yes, at the holidays, and now I never do that. I would select a couple of whites and a couple of reds, and I would put them on the table and say, "Well, if you're having the dark meat or the light meat or the fish or whatever, you you help yourself and see." what works best. So I recommend to people to do that when you're shopping. Like if you're in, if, let's say you go in the store and you're looking for a Pinot Gris and uh, well, why not get a Chardonnay in case someone likes that with their, with their turkey or a Riesling as well, uh, which kind of goes with everything more sparkling wine. And then you, you just put them out on the table and, and don't ho- f- hope for the best. Don't forget a rosé. Yeah. Perfect turkey yeah. wine to me. Uh, we're speaking with Steve Moriarty. He's the director of wines at Save On Foods. Uh, we're only two or three days out, four days out from Christmas uh, on average, I guess, this week. Uh, so let's talk about when you're open. Can we, we're going to be able to shop later? Absolutely. Earlier. Remember, every, every one of our wine stores opens at 9 in the morning and they're open until closing. Uh, some of our stores are open until 11 of course. A couple close at 10. But uh, yeah. So we have the full selection uh, every day right up till Christmas. Of course, uh, we, uh, we, we only shut down for Christmas Eve, and, but we're back at it on Boxing Day and right through the holidays. Best uh, time to shop between 9 and 10 in the evening. It's fabulous. It, 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 except for, uh, you know, when it's really, really, really busy, <laughs> you've let the secret out of the bag now. Yeah. <laughs> now the hour's just, it's extended another hour. Well, uh, Steve, I can't believe you brought in ice wine and it's gone. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, you, and you said, oh, I, I, I'll just have a little, I don't really want any. And now it's, it's it. The whole bottle's gone. Uh, yeah, well, ice wine. There's an interesting thing about ice wine. When you talk to people about ice wine and you say, hey, do you, you know, ice wine's so popular, like in terms of, oh, Canada, ice wine. Yes. But what happens when you talk to people, Steve? You know, we, we, we constantly find an awful lot of consumers who, just like what you said, Tony, is that they've all heard about ice wine, but very few people have actually enjoyed an ice wine in the context or in the in the perspective of how you're supposed to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and when they do uh then we see a tremendous response yeah when we get the opportunity to pour it and put it and taste it with our customers they just they just wake up i mean because it's kind of like a hidden gem that that you've heard about but you've never taken advantage of and it really is a product like uh we're tasting now we're tasting the inniskillen 2017 ice wine from uh inniskillen okanagan uh, this is uh, ice wine traditionally now. You can buy ice wine in 375 or 500 mil bottles. This is actually a 200 mil bottle. And uh, you share it. You can share a 200 mil bottle with six, seven, or eight people because you really only just need a small hit of it. It's like liquid sugar. Uh, it, it gets you going. Well, you know, a lot of people m- mistakenly assume that it's really, really expensive. But to your perspective, when you, when you, when you use it and when you drink it, you're not really drinking an awful lot of it. So it's actually quite quite 
Yeah. Price conscious. What are you going to buy this this holiday for the holiday? What What is your go to wine for the holiday dinner at your joint? Um, unfortunately, I'm I'm a I'm a Cassini guy. There'll unfortunately, be, <laughs> there'll be there'll be Godfather on the table for the red, and there'll be some Mission Hill Reserve uh, Pinot Gris on on the, for the white. Oh wow! And so I'm going to jump back to ice wine because there's some great things you can do last minute gifts. For instance, if you make a port wine jelly to give away, substitute ice wine. For the port wine and and uh, make a jelly, put it in jars, give that away. Also, you can cure salmon with it, so it's great, like a smoked salmon. And you can top your bubbly with it, Steve. So maybe that's exciting. I, I've, I've never tried that. I'm going to put that on my Santa Claus wish list. Yes, and terrines. If you're making a terrine with uh, chicken and pork, you can easily add. Um, Instead of putting brandy in there, add ice wine. So if you open a bottle, there's a lot you can do with it. I'd be intercepting that ice wine before it hit the pan. Uh, uh, you know what? You're right. Uh, like a like a Karish, you can also, uh, you say top it. I say bottom it. You put a little ice wine in the glass and then pour in sparkling wine as well. And you'll get a different effect, but similar uh, uh, fun to taste. Uh, okay. Uh, we've been talking all year about the new stores. Are you done for the year? Are you resting? or wh- wh- how, how many stores did you open this year? Uh, this year we opened another uh, two stores, one in, another one in Abbotsford uh, on the Whatcom, what we call the Whatcom Road location, yeah. and a, another exciting location on Vancouver Island um, in the town of Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, where we're, we're absolutely thrilled to bring the, this great selection to the, to, to the, to the I, lower island. I hear they drink a bit of wine over in Sydney. That's uh, <laughs> quite surprising, yes. It's, there's no... There's, there's no shortage of consumption appetite. Yeah. Uh, well, we've said it all year, folks. If you listen to the show, uh, shopping uh, at Save On Foods for BC Wines is, uh, is a great deal. There are so many ways that you can save money uh, by buying a few extra bottles. So how do these discounts work? And I guess over the holidays is a great time to take advantage of that. Uh, this is the exceptional time to take advantage of our pricing. Of course, anytime you buy six bottles of wine from us, we'll... Uh, Will further reduce the uh, the price by another ten percent, mm. and uh, this time of year, you're quite possibly you might need a whole case, and uh, we'll throw in another ten bucks on top of the ten percent discount just to make it uh, more attractive for the for the whole case. And you can mix and match, and that's any one of our wines. It doesn't matter if it's a rosé, a sparkling, a nice wine, or any one of the traditionals. And wow. pick up an extra case for gifts. I mean, there's not a better gift, and and as you've said. You don't have to just have the one a case of one type of wine. You can mix and match. Absolutely, you know, you Casey, you think of uh, the, the society today. We've we've got stuff. We've got a lot of stuff in our life. Yes. And at this time of year, uh, the, what I would think is a better stuff is a, is a bottle of BC pre- Premium uh, VQA wine. Yeah, it's always great. I know. Uh, I often say to people, do you have any sparkling wine? And they say, well, you know, I, uh, I buy it for a special occasion. Well, I buy some and I just put it in the fridge. And then I always have a bottle of sparkling wine. And then you know how people drop by over the holidays unannounced or, you know, uh, our old friend Stu Ferguson, he drops by 30, 40 times to get a glass of sparkling wine at <laughs> my place. But but we always have one uh, on the ready. So that's something you should consider over the holidays uh, maybe to have a port style wine and a sparkling wine at the at the ready uh, for guests that drop by. 
Steve, so great talking to you. I know you you got to go and stock shelves for a few days, uh, or at least to lead the troops, or I don't know. You must there must be a hell of a speech you give them for the, these ten days. Yeah, we offer them a fairly decent it's in, it's incentive to, to yeah to help our customers because there's New Year's right around the corner and yeah. there's all that happening and yeah. uh, we'll rest in January. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, well, for the many times we saw you this year on uh, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, great to have you uh, as a partner, and uh, and uh, great to have your store selling uh, the most BC wine in the world. Thank you very much, Steve Moriarty, Director of Wines at uh, Save On Foods. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, we'll have more on this uh, pre-Christmas show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Kalmana Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join the 2019 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Kalmana's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Kalmana wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members like access to the number series, Kalmana's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit kalmana.ca. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. I invite you to experience the finest that Naramata Bench has to offer. Terroir-to-table cuisine, handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata-grown grapes. Delight your senses as you sit back, slow down, and savor our locally-inspired food and wine. Enjoy a fresh take on dining with the Bistro's new shared plate menu. Come discover and taste the difference at Hillside Winery and Bistro, located in the heart of the Naramata Bench, just minutes from Penticton. Every once in a while, something new comes along that makes us sit up and take notice. It might be a song, an app, it could even be a new way to enjoy a special evening out. In the coming days, you'll be hearing about a stellar addition to the West Kelowna Wine Trail. Something different, something unique, something delicious. Keep listening for more news, and remember, good things come to those who wait. And the best is yet to come. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, just a few days away from the big day, we managed to uh, pull the chef to cuisine Bro- Brody Payne out of the H2 restaurant over at the Western Bayshore. Brody, welcome to the studio. Thank Thanks for dropping by. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a busy time for you now, I guess. Very busy. Yeah. Well, uh, I-, I always wonder about people who stay in hotels at Christmas, why they're there. I guess some are visiting relatives. I don't know. I always yeah. You're I, lucky. I kind of have a you're lucky if you're they're visiting relatives and they're staying yeah. at a hotel at Christmas. I, I sort of have a lonely <laughs> feeling for them. But on the other hand, like I, I was traveling this week and the airports weren't that busy and you know it's mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yes. It's relaxing. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, uh, we missed you last time. You brought us a fantastic gift. Well, you didn't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I brought you a really nice uh, panettone from Batard Bakery on Fraser Street. Yeah. Batar Boulangerie, Casey, uh, nothing like uh, uh, a bastard piece of bread. Eh? No, <laughs> and they do make the best bread in the yeah. city. And do you get up there, Casey? Like, I do. It's a bit but of a hike. but It's a bit of a hike, and I make sure you, when I get there that I 
Yeah. Well, there's so many good things. Even their lemonade is delicious. Everything is. Yeah. Everything is homemade. Everything oh, it's is done. Really, an incredible place. It's wonderful. One 30, of the best. One of the best in the city. For absolutely. Sure. Thirty-nine fifty-eight Fraser Street, and I just learned from you, and even though I'm somewhat Italian, that the panettone is made upside down. I didn't know that. Yeah, they bake it upside down. This one here yes. is actually it's a naturally leavened sourdough panettone. Yeah. Other ones are uh, done with yeast. Go to Batard, grab one. You won't regret it. No. Does it inspire you to make one down at the hotel, or <laughs> you a bit too busy for that? You know what? I'm going to leave that to the professional baker. <laughs> yes, please do right. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a skill on its own, baking, that's for sure. So are you as excited about Christmas as we are? Of course. I love yeah. Christmas. The hotel is getting really busy now. Uh, we'll have lots of large groups in with banquets. Um, of course, we have a, we're a convention center as well. So the big, huge ballroom is uh, was full last weekend. We did about twelve hundred people. Wow! Uh, it was really orchestrated perfectly uh, how, from the banquet chef Charlie Pan. It was great. Yeah, cooking for twelve hundred people. We freak out if we have twelve people for Christmas. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Totally. It, it takes uh, you know weeks of planning, yeah. and then days of prep leading up to it, and then it's all about the execution. I, I know the food has to be perfect, but is it the heat that's really, like, to get a hot dish to me is the whole make or break of a of one of those kind of I mean, especially scenarios. if you're in a banquet and you're, say, you're at a buffet or if it's a plated meal. Yeah. Definitely, like, the food temperature. It's got to be hot, it, right? Absolutely. Thank God for hot boxes. Yeah. Yes. They save us. Yes. And what tips do you have for amateur cooks tackling Christmas for the first time? I would say plan ahead. Start your mise en place a few days before your actual dinner, the day of the dinner. And then the day of, all you have to do is execute it. So, like, cook your carrots or cook no, your... Peel, peel your carrots, peel your veg- vegetables, yeah. have everything ready to go. Make the cranberry sauce have the cran- a couple of days cranberry early. So- for sure, a few days before. You could even do it weeks before. Cranberry sauce freezes great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Have a thermometer, preferably digital, oh. to check your bird. Right, and because you, know you don't the, want to serve a raw bird. Yeah, no, no you don't. No, you don't. No. And you know the best place to get a thermometer and one that comes out of the oven is at Ikea. Ikea. Very reasonable. Awesome, because thermometers what it, can get a little bit expensive. Yeah. What is that temperature that we need? 160 is a good temperature. Yeah. I like to pull it a little bit earlier and let it carry over. Yeah, because yeah. right? it keeps cooking. Yeah, exactly. We pull ours out, and then we wrap it up in towels and everything, and leave it on the table yeah, for let it half sit, an hour. Or so, I think or, it should sit for at least an hour before you carve it. Okay. At least minimum, Good or else tip. you're going to have the juices all over your tr- cutting board. And you know what I do? Two days before Christmas, I go and buy turkey parts, backs and 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 uh, wings, that kind of thing, yeah. and make the gravy. Yeah, make your stock. Oh, it feels yeah. so good to do that. Oh, yeah, and it makes your gravy oh. taste so much better when you're not using the packaged mix, oh. stuff like that. No, absolutely no way. But we put a bit of the drippings into that, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what you do? The best thing to do is save some of the fat from the turkey to thicken your gravy with it, mm. right? Yes. Nothing better <laughs> than turkey gravy. Nothing better than fat. <laughs> exactly. So what For festive flavor. dish could you not live without, Brody? A beautiful uh, stuffing, sausage oh. stuffing. I'm with you. has to have sausage in it. Some walnuts in there some chestnuts in there if you don't have a good stuffing forget i I don't even have to eat the turkey i'll just eat the stuffing oh with gravy with lots of gravy so what you buy sausage and deconstruct it or yeah you just buy it and you buy it at uh, your local grocery store and uh 
Oyama would be where I'd Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good I mean, sausage. You got a really good quality sausage. Then. Exactly. I'm sure they have a holiday a sausage blend right now, too. Yes, and they have a holiday lane. So if you phone ahead mm-hmm. and you, you don't have to wait, you know, their lineups are all Oh, that's right. Hey, we're uh, speaking with Brody Payne. He's the chef de cuisine over at H2 uh, Restaurant, Western Bay Shore, also uh, the home of uh, the Best of Food and Wine Radio when we were at the wine festival in a couple of months at the end of February. We're really looking forward yes, to that. Yes, can't wait. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of us. Yeah, can't wait to I have you I don't know guys. if we'll see a lot of you, but you'll I'll see be around. a lot of us. I'll definitely be around. So I like to get in the kitchen, cook a bit, you know, when I'm staying well, in I'll put, in, yeah. I'll put an apron on you. Come on in. <laughs> I'd love to see that. You <laughs> just Even Anise is laughing you guys, now. You guys would be serving the food to each other. Yeah, it would be cold So today's the last state-ordered um, turkey takeout. Yeah, it's our at festive the at the at H2. We do a festive turkey takeout. Uh, there's two different tiers. There's one that feed feeds six to eight people, one to feed yeah. ten to twelve. I like Comes that. with all the fixings, your brioche stuffing, your honey roasted carrots and Brussels sprouts, uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, everything ready to go. And it also comes with some minced meat pies and some shortbread cookies mm-hmm. that have been prepared by our pastry chef. And, you know, $250. First of all, what I noticed, because I've done takeout turkey, it, it was like the most incredible thing to come home with this box. There's no mess. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. And you say six to eight. Every, what I've noticed about takeout turkey is it feeds way more than six to eight. $250. That's if you can feed 10 people, that's $25 a person. That's ridiculous That's price. It's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so remember, folks, today is the last day, but only to order. You don't have you don't get the turkey today, so there's plenty of time. Just get your order in uh, before uh, later today, and then you go down and pick it up. We were just talking about it. So you got this giant. You're cooking all these turkeys in this in this big hot. We oven. got this huge oven. Yeah, it's got to be from opening from the hotel. It's so big. We could probably fit. 30 to 50 turkeys in there. Wow. Oh, never and seen anything like that. And the smell in the kitchen is just unreal. So do people, do you set a time with them? Like they say, I need the turkey at 2, or how does that you work? You know, it's all, we have it all f- figure, uh, scheduled out where okay. people say when they want to come pick it up. Yeah. And uh, they come and pick up the turkey. Just and pull out for the front. And exactly. Yeah. They come, they come to the to the toast stand, yeah. and we have their turkey ready to go. Oh, wow. All boxed up, and they can go home and enjoy it. Okay, so you could have even me over now. I know. I Feed w- 10 people. It would be fun, really fun to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and you, I mean, especially, you know, you live in Vancouver, you're probably living in a small apartment. Yes. You don't have the room to make all this stuff. Exactly. You're going to have to start days before. Right. So this is just a really quick and easy way to get your holiday fix in. And you're doing um, a couple of brunches, the Christmas Day Brunch Buffet which looks absolutely amazing. Tell us about some of the dishes that you'll be doing. This is a really popular brunch. We have we got a quite a few reservations already, so if you want to come, I suggest you get a call right after you listen to the show. Yeah, um, or now. <laughs> yeah, so we have a big seafood, uh, a lot of seafood selection. We'll have a bunch of seafood on ice, crab legs, poached prawns, mussels with all the condiments, um, big, huge cheese charcuterie uh, board will be out there. Carving station with a roasted suckling pig, mm. turkey, of course, a really nice honey ham. And a kid's corner. Kid's corner, yeah, the kid's corner. And if you miss that, you do it also do it on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, yeah. New Year's Day is also another big, big brunch at the Western Bayshore. Unfortunately, there will be no New Year's party. There is an exclusive New Year's party this year. Mom Champagne is doing a, 
uh, New Year's party at the what? hotel. What? Wow. <laughs> so, oh, I better call mom. What's going on? I didn't <laughs> yes, hear about that. Right. Uh, so the New Year's Day brunch is from noon till three. Yeah. Get a reservation. And it's going to be wonderful. Be the best brun- brunch and, of the year. And uh, beef strip loin. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful herb crusted beef strip. And loin. you're ready for beef after Christmas. Yeah, you want. You don't want turkey. You don't do. want. You turkey, don't want the no. ham. So we got uh, strip loin, and then we're also going to be uh, showcasing our uh, H2 rotisserie chicken. Excellent. Yeah, which is our that. signature in the restaurant. And you're like 30 meters or less from the seawall. So, folks, you can, it's right there. you can go and have that. You can go for a fantastic walk along the waterfront or into Stanley Park. Yeah. And, uh, either before or after. I would go before, and then uh, you're go ready before, to get eat. really you hungry, feel, and then you can sit down and enjoy. Yeah, I feel nice good about eating. Day. Or you could even go to the polar bear swim in English Bay. Hey, oh, it's the 100th anniversary. It's going. the 100th forget anniversary. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Iceland. She goes to those things. <laughs> so I'll be happy to cheer her I'm on. I'm thinking from about the going to it. Maybe this year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I'd go to the one in White Rock. I'm from White Rock, so yeah. I'd, live, I'd go to the one in White Rock. You're going to do that? I'm Brody, thinking about it. You have okay. to let us know. we got a sense, too. I'll get some photos, man. Exactly. Yeah. We'll <laughs> do that yeah. for sure. We'll remember you said that. <laughs> okay. Brody Payne, uh, great to see you. Chef de Cuisine over at H2 Restaurant in the Western Bay Shore. Thanks for coming in today. We'll see you over the holidays. And uh, and also, for sure, we'll see you uh, when we get linked up for the Vancouver International Wine Festival later in February. Thank you so much for Have having me. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry and, uh, Christmas Happy New to you Year all. To your family and everyone. Thank you very much. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and chat with Sarah Triggs, the sales and marketing manager from Culmina Family Estate. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Join BC Food and Wine Radio at the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 27th to 29th. Advanced tickets for International Festival tastings, Delta Airlines Tasting Lounge, and Gold Passes are on sale now. For a free International Festival tasting ticket worth up to $115, choose from four sessions. Book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by February 13th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. And to win tickets to the Friday evening tasting, listen to this station. Come see Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson talking with international and BC vine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Don't wine and drive. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Rocking around 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're really pleased to have Sarah Triggs with us now, sales and marketing manager over at Kalmana Family Estate. Sarah, how are you today? I'm very well. How are you both doing? We're good. We're Great. kind of we're in the holiday uh, <laughs> mood. How about you? Yeah, it's starting to feel a lot like Christmas, thankfully. Yeah. Exactly. Is yeah. it a, is it a busy time though at wineries, or is it is it winding down now? Well, that's part of the excitement for us at the winery is that, of course, it's a quiet time of year and a very welcome respite from, yeah. you know, the end of vintage, of course, and uh, all of the market work that, that goes along with being open all summer and, you know, uh, working with our trade partners in the autumn. So. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the family's been through a sale. You're still working. How is that all rolling out? Is it uh, all becoming clear now? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, now we're getting a little bit closer to, I would say, like, functioning as a unit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of a lot of the few months of any ownership change is really just learning new systems and mm-hmm. and l- learning what you don't know from each other and um, and and trying to. To, to get the work of what you actually do done. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're on that path and we're making a lot of progress. And I assume the public doesn't even notice really uh, all that. Uh, no, exactly. That's all behind the scenes. Uh, just that business transfer, uh, transfer. I mean, a few of our trade partners might, uh, you know, just small differences, but really more nuances in terms of email addresses and things like that. But, you know, not, not much change overall at all. And the new company is? The new company is our Wines Canada. Um, yeah, so they uh, they were um, obviously one of the uh, um, businesses, or their, their history as a business was also related to Dad's history in the world. Sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I'm. it's quite interesting what they're doing. I enjoyed what the, the couple of new moves they've done in Ontario. They really seem to be wine more wine-focused than ever, which is great. Uh, okay, the harvest. A lot of people talking about the <laughs> harvest, one of the most difficult, or I don't know, one of the easiest, a big surprise. How did you find it in, at Coleman? In, in, uh, since you were at high elevation for some of your sites, how did you come through it? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, certainly can echo some of those statements that it certainly wasn't a breeze, that's for sure. Um, but I think for us, you know, we skated through some some issues uh, by virtue of that same elevation and slope that we have on our site in the Golden Mile Bench. Yeah. Uh, I think there were some rot issues that uh, we kind of skated through from having, you know, our traditional good airflow on the property. Right. uh, Also not harmed by the fact that we have a wonderful, highly capable uh, um, uh, Bordeaux-born, if you will, winemaker who's well-versed with those problems, if you will, and and has a good skill set in how to manage those kind of seasonalities. Yep. So we we worked uh, we worked uh, I think we were able to manage through that and in terms of some of the, the cold weather that we hit I mean our our yields are also just by nature quite low so you know I mean there's always surprises in the cellar but we're we're actually quite uh, happy with where where the where wines are are yeah, landing that's so great. Um, 
Yeah. And what can we pick up for your latest releases for uh, Christmas gifts? Ah, well, <laughs> well, of course, anything in the portfolio. No, just kidding. Um, obviously, uh, Hypothesis is what we feel like is such a great gift option for for the holidays. Yeah. Um, with our 2014 large formats just being released. Oh, so wow. We've got a few of those available on our website. Um, That's a great uh, gift. Yeah, so of course we uh, are also packaging those in wood with the three and the six liter being especially rendered in a Japanese woodworking paint style called Udukuri, Mm. where we have two artists that worked on rendering this um, this, this, uh, effect, which essentially takes two colors, which really are emblematic of the season, of the year, and then sanding away those colors to feel the beautiful grain of the wood. Um, so numbered and, and signed by the artists as well. So those are really special and, and as unique as the vintage year that they're produced. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the color scheme for this year is different than last year's hypothesis release, etc. So, so great. those are, yeah. yeah, lots of fun. So large format, you're talking about Magnums uh, for the, the hypothesis of 2014? as well that's as right. the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah that's right. 2014 uh, Magnum, the 1.5 liter, we have just in the beautiful blonde natural pine wood, and yep. then the three and the sixes we've rendered in that curry finish. Super. Mm-hmm. And what wines will you be serving over the holidays? What about what about Christmas dinner? Christmas dinner is always uh, um, a debate <laughs> in a family table about... Even within our own wines that we produce, yeah. we usually have sangue on the table, our sort of dry style rosé, yep. which tends to sort of complement those fruits, cranberry, and otherwise savory flavors in the stuffing. And then there's always uh, the Grunerveldliner on the table as well, which, of course, are unicus, pairing to some of those savory herb and sage and 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 green side dishes and sometimes we've even had a winning wine depending on the vintage with our decora riesling so it's we tend to have all three on our big dinner tables and mm. usually have lengthy discussions about which we enjoy the best but well that's the best part of the discussions i think in the that's end. right yeah christmas is not complete though at our house without oysters on christmas Oh, oh wow. nice! Well, yeah. we'll pour, we tend to pour those with our decor reasoning. Yeah, that would be good. You, yeah, you do a great job with uh, uh, recommending food, talking about food. So, is that do you do that as a you know at the winery? How do you do that? Yeah, decide what goes with what or. I mean, our, uh, the team at uh, the winery, in front of house, and in the cellars are second to none with. You know, uh, exceptional psalm and wine training. Yeah. And, you know, just to give them a little shout out. But it ends up being a really, you know, it, it ends up being quite an arduous and very uh, um, hungry making activity when we're making our tasting notes because the real brainstorming of like, we've all tasted the wines and then we sort of spitball and figure out what, what we feel like would actually work with the wines. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, use taking inspiration from our chef partners at, at our events to see which dishes they've 
serve, but also just looking on what we think will work. So it ends up being, as I said, quite hungry making, but always yeah. a really fun, gratifying experience. So, Sarah, I've been looking. I don't know what your how what the hours are going to be in going into the new year, but I've been looking at. Uh, you have a number of different ways for people to visit the winery, and if I actually wanted to buy someone a visit or pay for a visit. Uh, I'm sure I can figure out how to do that. But what are some of the things you can do when you visit the property? Yeah, that's, uh, that's great to, to make note of. Um, and, and one thing to say even as, at the start of that is to say we're actually opening more seasonally um, for the first time sort of in February on weekends. Okay. Oh, wow. Sunday, yeah. um, leading up to about Easter, which will be the kickoff of our seven days a week season, yeah. you know, high season work. Sure. Um, and on those days, we offer a number of different experiences, some which you can just rock up to our, our, our reserve tasting, which is our, our uh, of the, the experience we offer by rote. It's our seated tasting of the of the you know the wines that exemplify us the most like our hypothesis and unicus Grunerveltliner is right. always in that flight and it's uh, uh if you want a more in-depth experience we can do red flights or full portfolio tastings by appointment or even vineyard and winery tours by appointment Oh. Just because we have a few more time and in, uh, involvements in terms of our staff, we we just need a bit more time to prepare for those. Which yeah. is why even same day bookings or on the way bookings can often work. Um, with the re- with the reserve tasting, uh, of course, being available to whomever, whenever, uh, yeah. with pending seating availability. Of well, I, I would sure recommend a vineyard and winery tour because uh, that bench is so spectacular. Of course, uh, you guys are part of the Golden Mile bench uh, in and in some parts of your property, so it's kind of fun to see how that all works out and the views are sensational. And I think, uh, if I, am I wrong, are you still not the highest single vineyard in B.C. or one of the highest? Yeah, we you know, we've never been uh, trying to... Uh, to, to track that anymore, but certainly in, with Margaret's, we're at least one of the highest, if not the highest in the south, yeah. uh, certainly in the South Okanagan anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's a quite a beautiful expanse up there to be able to see the the full north to south 180 views of the valley. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah, uh, it's been great chatting with you. I've really, I actually am excited to try the 14 hypothesis. I think I actually mm-hmm. have one on the table. I was such a fan of the 13, so I can't wait for the 14. Uh, and it's great to catch up with you, and I, I'm going to try and catch up with your parents. I know they, they've stepped back, but uh, I'm sure they have advice for you at uh, <laughs> any time of the day. Or uh, It's tough to yes. step back. Eh? It must yeah. be tough. And I'm excited that you're open in February. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're excited too, and and also we're excited for mom and dad for them to have that get a rest, well deserved retirement. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're they'll they'll be the less silent partner in uh, yeah <laughs> Colmena well, in the future. Sure, in my ear anyway. And well, <laughs> we know we know that you're more than ready and capable. So uh, good luck with 2020 and uh, carrying on at Colmena Family Estate Winery. And thanks for joining us today on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network.
Thank you so much for, for hosting me. Super. Sarah Triggs from uh, Common of Family Estate Winery. Uh, it's really a wonderful place to visit, folks. Uh, just go online. They have so many different options. You can get all set up uh, in the new year. Uh, okay, we have to take a quick break, Casey, but we're going to come back. We're going to talk about France 101, our favorite subject this time around. It's going to be the region of Champagne. I can't wait. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The holidays, a time to enjoy good fellowship with family and friends and the perfect time for Tinhorn Creek and Miradora Restaurant to offer you their best wishes. Celebrate New Year's Eve in style at Miradora with a special four-course gourmet menu crafted by Chef Jeff and his team and a complimentary toast at midnight to start 2020. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird passes available at the wine shop or online and get all four concerts for the price of three. Full details at tinhorn.com. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. The best wine experience I had was very recently. We were with a bunch of sommeliers from Calgary and Vancouver, and they asked to do a vertical of legacy. The oldest legacy we had, which we then called Reserve, was a 1998. We opened that bottle. It was delicious. And these sommeliers were stunned that a wine that old could still be fruit forward. Experience the glory. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio uh, show. Well, you know what, Casey? That music uh, already now, it means France 101. It does. (laughs) And uh, we saved today's, no, it's not the last, but we saved champagne for this time of the year because it's such a great time to have a bottle, even though we think people should drink it all the all time. All year, yes. Uh, and let me just say, I know it's expensive, I know it's not cheap, but I'm, I would rather have one glass of champagne than 30 glasses of you know, anything else. So yes. you have a party or you got friends and they're coming over and say, well, why don't we split a bottle of champagne and the cost or if you got six people or whatever, you know, like divvy it up so that you can have yourself a nice glass. Buy a Magnum. I'm going to say that off that. the top. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they used to make still wines and champagne before medieval times, Casey. That's how old making wine in the region is. But the Romans were the first to plant vineyards in that area. Uh, way back one in the f- uh, way back when in the fifth century, which is kind of amazing. It is. Uh, now, if you go to Champagne today, and of course, uh, Rennes is a great town to visit. It's about thirty minutes from Paris. You take the train over there. You can actually go and come back in during the same day if if you just want to visit a house or two. And uh, they have the most amazing uh, cathedral there, because that's where the French uh, uh, kings were, uh, you know, inducted. It was part of their coronation was in the cathedral. You can go and visit the cathedral. It's, just, it's a fantastic building. 
uh, massive. You go inside, spend a bit of time there, and it's right beside a bunch of great old restaurants where you could have lunch. <laughs> so that's how you should visit the church. And Dom Perignon did not invent no, he didn't. Wine. He didn't. In fact, uh, the oldest, uh, as I mentioned before, the oldest recorded sparkling wine comes from Blanquette de Limoux, down where uh, Gerard Bertrani always likes to tell that story because he's making a Limoux sparkling wine, half the price, fantastic quality. So that, uh, I think, was the first one in 1531. While all that was going on, uh, <coughs> stuff was happening. Like in Eng- England, there was a gentleman who discovered or invented, you know, adding sugar to a finished wine. And what that does is it re it starts a second fermentation. So champagne is all about the second fermentation in the bottle. It's really the only thing you need to know that sets it apart uh, from so many wines. Uh, not all wines, many other sparkling wines have it, but uh, champagne comes from the region <coughs> and it's fermented in the bottle. And that second fermentation is the one that uh, causes all the bubbles. And you know how I've told you that that uh, wine is uh, logical. You think about a fermentation of anything, what happens? You know, it's fermenting away, the CO2 bubbles go off into the air. Now we're trying to capture those to save the earth as well. But in Champagne, they don't go anywhere. They stay in the bottle, that second fermentation. And so they dissolve into the bottle. Those are the bubbles that end up in the wine when you pour it. The wine also gets warm like any other. It goes out the glass and dissipates into the cellar. So that gets rid of that. The only thing left is the skins or the yeast, which in a normal fermentation fall to the bottom of the tank. And in champagne, they fall to the bottom of the bottle. And 15, 18, 25, 42 months later, however long that champagne is sitting, then they remove the sediment simply by freezing the neck of the bottle, opening the the temporary cap, and it blows out. 25 miles an hour. I would love that job. <laughs> you you would used to have this glass thing over your face and just a oh, little, like wow. a can opener, and you just pop the top off. You'd be popping them all day. So that's why it's expensive, yeah, it's, Tony. It yeah, takes it's time, touched a, a lot. lot of time. And then uh, uh, in, in 1844, there was another gentleman, Jackasson, who invented the mousselette. You know what the mousselette is? That is the, uh, the tiny wire contraption that goes over the bottle, it holds the cork in. Right. You know, you twist the wire. So there was really no champagne until then. In fact, it was considered a devil wine because often it would explode in the cellar because there was no way to keep the cork in. And then it would hit another bottle, and there'd be a chain reaction, there'd be explosions <laughs> all over the cellar. So they called it the devil wine in champagne uh, before they actually discovered that they could keep the cork on. Uh, and it's a problem today because what do you do? You can't drink a whole bottle at home yourself. No. You can, but uh, so what we recommend is uh, for folks to go out and get a uh, a proper closure. So once you remove the cork, you can insert this closure and clip it down and then put the bottle back in the fridge. It's good for a few days. And you know? don't even think about mixing it with orange juice. No, no, no. Don't do that. Ever. Even Please. if it is a couple of days old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. You know, use a sparkling wine if you want to make mimosas. Yep. But I don't even know why you want to put so, orange juice in Yeah, by the, wine. by the 19th century, that was all sort of settled. And, uh, you know, Dom Perignon came along, and uh, he became quite famous, more famous for the brand than anything. And I think that's what's so interesting about champagne is the brand. So even if you don't really know about the subject, if someone said Moët Chandon or Tattinger or Roterer to you, uh, what does it mean? It's it's a famous brand, and there's a lot of big houses making these brands. The question is, can they produce a high quality uh, for the millions of bottles that they make and?
keep underground in their in their cellar. So that that that's uh, part of the marketing of champagne. What about the grapes, Casey? There's only three grapes: Chardonnay, Chardonnay. Pinot Noir, and the famous Meunier. Pinot Meunier. Very right. good. So those three, and often those three end up in the blend of a lot of champagnes, unless it's a Blanc de Blanc, in which it's only Chardonnay, white from white. Uh, and even a Blanc de Noir, which would have no white grapes, but would have Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. It's really simple to understand those three styles. The Blanc de Blanc is the most elegant. The Blanc de Noir are much richer. And then the one that has all three is kind of in the middle. Uh, so that's pretty simple. Uh, styles for, or sorry, types of champagne. I think the most important thing to know about champagne is that... Uh, when you, uh, every house has a style. Every house, not every house, but practically every house holds a bit of reserve wine back and they mix it back in. And that's how they maintain their style. So, so they, t- let's, what are we in 2019? So they're going to make a champagne next year. They'll maybe have 10 years held back in the cellar, 10 different vintages. And they use bits and pieces of all of them, plus a large selection from the current year. And they, they create the style of the wine. So it always tastes like Casey Wilson's champagne or Anthony Gismondi's right. champagne. It doesn't taste like somebody else's. They So if it's a hot year or a cold year or a warm year or a wet year, uh, they somehow manage to pull that style off. So if you like Tattinger Brut or you like Rotorer Brut or you like Moet Brut, they usually are fairly consistent. And that's... And that's what, ab- what about Rosé Champagne, my favorite? Yeah, well, Rosé can be made many ways. Uh, I think the best today for me are... Many of them are bled off the tank, so they get some color. They get some skin, and they bleed that off, and they make the Rosé. Other people actually add a still Pinot Noir to the Champagne mixture to change the color, and they get the exact color that they want. It's very popular now, rosé, champagne rosé, and I would say, uh, I would say that's probably the one section of champagne that's improved most in the quality. And what about the cost of rosé? Uh, well, it's never cheap. Yeah, it's never cheap. It's always more, so uh, you have to be careful of that. A uh, couple things. One about etiquette. Don't, don't blow the. T- you know, really open the top. Take a firm hold of that cork and gently ease it out of the bottle. It should just hiss. People that are savoring these bottles make me nervous. I leave the room. I've seen way too many accidents. Oh, exactly. People Not cutting a good their hands. Idea. Brides with tears, uh, you know, tearing their finger or their legs off, and because they don't know what they're doing with no, this, and you don't know how crazy. it's going to explode. So just open it gently uh, and do that. Let's now, talk about some food. Yeah, Tony let's do it because it goes really well with. The, well, there's no other wine I think that goes, goes with, with so m- with so much. Yeah, food. that works. You know, anything that's rich and creamy, butter, yep. deep fried foods, yep. and then you go it's great with raw fish, sushi, sashimi, oysters, ceviche, and yeah. not all caviars, but some caviars. But you know, and you know how I say, Casey, it's like squeezing a lemon. Well, yes. You squeeze lemon on any dish, it's better. Well, that's what this is. It's a lot of acid. It's a lot of lemon. So that's why it works so and well. And, you know, we've often talked about how hard it is to match soups. Well, it goes really well with egg dishes and soups. Yep. But what doesn't it go with? Lastly, and uh, I, I want to tell everyone that uh, the reason those bubbles dissipate so quickly is usually they hit a dry glass. And that starts the whole process. Oh, yes, right. So often I would, if I have five guests, I put out the bottles, I put a little quarter ounce in uh, one glass, and then I rinse all the glasses so they're wet. Yes. And that 
keeps that's a great it saves tip. the bubble and I don't use flutes anymore you can but I prefer to use it in a wider glass even in a normal wine glass because it's, it's such a great wine you you get the smell you get the texture you don't really need that steep flute but if you have them you know what use them so too spicy food doesn't work with champagne and too sweet unless it's a sweeter champagne depends on your date though it, on your date? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Rich red meats, some chefs pair with rosé, but it doesn't always work. That's it, folks. For Champagne 101, there'll be several champagne producers. Don't miss Clovis Tatanjay when he's at the Wine Festival. Now, there's a guy you want to meet behind the table. There'll be a huge lineup there. You're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We've had a great uh, week. We want to wish all of you a fantastic uh, holiday season, a Merry Christmas, a Happy, Happy New, new year. year, and we'll see you in the new year. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.